Yo, what's up? It's AI the Anomaly, and you are listening and watching Pin Game 101. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Check the pin game, check the pin game. Got your favorite rappers going insane. Then we run the gauntlet like the end game. So what you waiting for? Check the pin game. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Justin Sarachik, editor-in-chief of Rapzilla.com, and we are back with episode seven of Pen Game 101. And today we have a special episode because we have AI the Anomaly on and she's gonna talk about her new project, Souls Acrylic. I'm here with my panelists, Luke DiMarzio, Elijah Matos, and Cutright. And we are going to first give you the pen where we break it down. Then she's gonna join us for the game where she's gonna do some amazing things probably. And then we're, going to ask her some questions. She's going to take us to school on the 101. So let's start it off. Let's break down Souls Acrylic. We're going to kick it to Luke for the first track, which is Souls Acrylic. Yeah, man, we're just starting out with like vibes. We got rain pouring down. It sounds like the typical intro to a hip hop album. Um, so there's like a bass line. There's, this happens a lot throughout this album. There's like a live bass track, like someone's actually playing the bass moving around organically. And then she starts like with this spoken word thing. And she's talking about the Blake canvas she's painting on. And then it, it, it's like a stream of consciousness, but the song continues to build to where like all of a sudden it's not an intro anymore and it's a song. And so what's really cool is also how that instrumental bed underneath her changes and it stays organic though. There's congas and bongos and, and then like the kick and the hi-hat come in a little later um so yeah i just really notice how um all of this is like ramping up in and setting the tone for what the rest of the album is going to sound like and then also her rhymes at the end of this she's foreshadowing the names and the themes of things that are going to happen later in the album and this is my first listen that i wrote this down but like i'm already noticing that um she's talking about uh, other other tracks in this and so that's pretty cool how she was able to do that really dope way to start out an album and it's a pretty long intro so i guess i call it a song but it's kind of an intro too but anyway it was it was dope it was really dope next track was east side right and this record was nasty like it was nasty you know what i mean like i know this joint been out for a while but every time i hear it like i think that method man about to tag in because the beat just so grimy you know what i mean yeah, she just sit back in the hook like she just chilling in a hammock on a swing, just singing it. Then she just come back with the verse with the chainsaw. Like, nom, nom, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the one thing that I really appreciate about uh, AI is the fact that she still keeps the overall theme in mind throughout the song as well, uh, while still weaving out there with the terrific tongue tapestries in case she's somebody's shivering out in the cold from her delivery because it's so cold. Following up on Cut, Cut was speaking some facts, and you know what the next track is called? The next track is called Facts, all right? And there's a, there's a series of bars in the first few seconds of this thing that is absolutely insane. AI is like, my business is philanthropic. I capture truth with my optics. I put profit in other markets, invested in younger pockets because next gen they'd be watching. Like, yo, who gave anyone the right to rap like this? That's not okay. Uh, and then she unleashes what I call the Holy Ghost salvo of lines. I'm indifferent. My mission ain't to be top position. My ambition is rooted deep in the Holy Scriptures. My intent is to point them all to the crucifixion, exposing lies and shine a light on the contradiction. He gave me light. And with this life, I choose to live it. That's just the rapidity rap. That's that's crazy. Every single bar, you're just riding with it. And it's absolutely insane. Um, I also appreciate the nuance the AI brings to the conversation. 
of being not only a woman in hip hop, but a Christian woman, where she's choosing to embrace the Christian worldview. Um, but in doing so, it kind of contradicts ideas that are like the over-sexualization of women that's popularizing hip hop culture. So love the song and the bars just go insane. All right, yo, right. So the next record was Freedom Palace. And this joint made me want to dance around a crib like I was Cinderella at the ball. I got on glass flip-flops, you know what I'm saying? The imagery on this joint was vibrant as ever, painting the portrait of her early childhood and the thoughts that many of us had as feelings uh, that many of us have wrestled with at times, like, you know, why God make me? Uh, what a waste of a seed. I mean, just dealing with 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 uh, the struggles of your purpose, you know what I'm saying? Just laying out the hardships she went through, yeah, rejoicing in the fact that regardless of how she may have felt, she now has all that she requires because she's securing Jesus, right? Then Soul Child Sanders slides in with the love, 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 love. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Switches it up in the third, then gets busy. You know, whenever Jerry Sanders shows up for work, it's gonna be overtime. Business has picked up like it was trash and we on the highway and we just picking up. That's how he pick up business. And G, and just when you thought it was over, just when you thought it was over, the B switches and AI go deeper, revealing to us where God has rescued her from, bearing her soul like she ain't got no shoes on. Just like look at my feet, you know what I mean, and just look at the bottom of air of, of my shoes. You know what I'm saying? Then following that, she comes back with Kodak, not Kodak Black, but Kodak Camera, because it's about memories. You know what I mean? And this project is so emotionally heavy like this is another one that weighs heavy on the heart of ai she looks back at her journey from being adopted and the after effects of a motherhood dealing with postpartum depression thanking god for keeping her through all of the pain and all the suicidal thoughts that she had wrestled with um and the valleys that she's emerged from i think so many who have been through so much of the same and yet uh, for her to bear it all out there the way that she has um, all across this project up to this point serves as therapeutic for her while positioning her in the place of therapist for countless others. The next track is Don't Fail Me. And so I actually heard this track last year and I actually got to chop it up a little bit. So we have this internal conversation with ourselves about how we don't want to fail those that we love, but at the same time, we're pleading with them to not fail us. So it's interesting to me how like, I heard this last year just by itself, but then placed into this album, it fits perfectly. And it was like she just knew what she was doing, you know? So it was really great how it fits into the larger scheme of the project. Um, yeah, and I, I just always thought it was gonna be a single that stood on its own, but uh, the direction that it all goes, and especially with the little snippet at the end, it just connects it to the other ways, the other stuff in beautiful ways. And so, yeah, this is a good track, solid. Absolutely, next track is Grab My Hand. And I'm going to need everyone or someone to bring concerts back so we can feel this one live because the singing on this song is absolutely insane. Uh, AI says, hoping you're here, screaming out, hopeless, grab my hand, I'm here, my friend. And that is just such a painful plea. And so much so, you know, I almost let out a thug tear or two. Um, I love the perspectives that are represented on this one, both the person begging for help and the one seeking to give it, uh, but seeming just too far. Um, this one also introduces the role of AI as a sister and the struggles that her brother is going through. Um, yeah, so we got to keep her brother in prayer. Uh, but it's just so hard because she just, uh, she wants to reach him so bad. He just doesn't accept her help. And that's kind of just the, the brokenness that's represented on this, um, on this song. It just, the vulnerability is just much appreciated. All right, yo, so the next track was Not Okay. 
uh, this joint had heavy Jill Scott vibes. Like I'm talking words and sounds, volume one. Let's take a long walk, walk through the park after dark. We're bringing flashlight, bringing flashlight. You know I mean, her honesty and her vulnerability is on full display here. Tackling her mental instability of the masks that she chooses to wear, as many of us do, um, before coming to herself and asking, who am I running from? As if deciding then and there that she's going to face her issues head on. Yeah, and then uh, the next track is called Journal Entry 6. This is something that she uh, brings up in all of her projects. She has something named Journal Entry. Um, her last project, she had Journal Entry 5, and so it makes sense. This one's called Journal Entry 6. But she's having a conversation with her daughter here about what a journal is. And it's kind of following this theme of her being able to pass on uh, the way she views life to her kids throughout a lot of this. It's so deep. There's so many different uh, different levels to what she's doing in this whole project. But she kind of raises the curtain on this idea that this song will be her one of her journal entries. And so uh, this song is about how she's looking for better days. She's got a lot of soul to these melodic performances it's really crazy how she could flip back and forth from singing to rapping just so effortlessly. Um, she doesn't just hang out in these melodies because she's really intent on when she's going to flow. Um, and she's got some crazy rhyme schemes here. Meanwhile, the killers creep, bullets flying by, coming like lullabies, corners with candlelight, serve you like dinner time, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. But she throws this like airy Kendrick Lamar, like raspy voice thing on top of it. And it just sounds so crazy. Um, man, I just feel like she can just really do anything on a mic. Like, I think it's just all about performance. She's an amazing performer on the mic. Um, the beat on this one is really easy for me. Like there wasn't really much to it. Um, it doesn't change much except for pauses that enhance the punchlines. And so you just forget to even pay attention to the beat because of what she's able to do on the mic. So they work hand in hand that way that when the performance works hand in hand with the beat, you got a really good song. So, um, yeah. And she ends with this crazy line. It's really good. I'm not, I'm not oppressed by my skin. I'm oppressed by my sin. You too. I was like, yeah, that's great. Let's go. Let's go. Yo, the next track after that was relentless, uh, featuring, uh, Bizzle. I dig the production change here. You know, a lot of, uh, the tracks before this, that far had a, really top, uh, top up north Griselda type of feel, you know what I mean? Early 90s, just that grimy slime on the wall, subway rats running around, you know what I mean? But this change was kind of a little bit more current. Um, you already know what Bizzle showed up to do. If you ain't know by now, you know after listening to this, you know what I mean? From the first bar of the verse, he was already foot to the floor with the gas. The AI got tagged back in on the second verse, and she came off the top rope with the people elbow, reminding listeners that she is not the token female rapper on the crew, like a male, you know what I mean? But she's an Amazon warrior on a roster full of verbal Spartans and lyrical Leonidas is, is, is. And I'm just saying, what happened to the, for God I live, for God I die, these numbers rise to Prago high. <clears throat> like what else could be said? You know what I mean? This record was a steel toe boot step on the Nikes of this thing called Christian hip hop. The fresh white Nikes of this thing called. Selah was in the back. He was, he was on his hoodie season. Then he went and threw the triple fat goose on top of that joint and went off. And Selah is one of the best pins in the game. He never disappoints on a record. Check his record if you think I'm lying. I ain't never lying. 
but Jesus is living me and Jesus is not a liar. God is not a man. He's a liar. Anyway, the AI came back from behind with the shank. She's like, yeah, trick, yeah. You know what I mean? The stabbing folk with the bars and it was all piercing truth. It was all truth. You know what I mean? Calling a spade a spade and questioning what happened to those things that we had in place to keep an artist accountable and to the standards of the faith that we used to hold to. What happened? The next track, Gold. Um, and so, like, we're 12, tra- 12 tracks in now, and I'm, I'm recalling how each of these songs is constructed. And so, at the beginning of this, I'm like, wow, none of these songs has started the same way. Sometimes we got like a guitar swell or we start out with spoken word or we start out with the hook or we start out with a guest feature vocalist or we got some boom bap starting off the song. So it's pretty crazy. We got we're 12 tracks in and none of these songs has started the same way. None of the I feel like all the textures in these songs is different. She's crafting something different with every track. And that's really cool to do, um, especially in a long in a longer project. Artists tend to get formulaic, but so not in AI's case. I appreciate the intentionality behind how everything ebbs and flows together. The keys in this instrumental on this song, Gold, it sounds like chimes that would be part of a 70s game show or a sitcom theme song. And uh, so Eshawn comes in at the top of this song. And, uh, man, it's just crazy. I appreciate also how AI lets herself clean up after most of these features. It's just really cool. I think I'm used to hearing features later in songs. Um, so this is just an observation, but I just thought it was really cool. She lets everybody else go first. And then, so then she like one ups them almost, you know, every time, uh, I really like, yeah, just the whole idea of empowering, respecting black women, um, I I wrote down these bars here. Tell me what's the root of it all, or do I evolve? Am I a queen or a slave? Strip the chain or strip for change. Grip the stain. It's a myth to change. No victim blame. I overcame all your whips and chains. You could see the pain past full of evil aims. Hit or miss. Clench a fist. I see what the missiles did, but we never lose. I'm like crazy. She just goes from rhyme scheme to rhyme scheme, like just perfectly. It's beautiful, beautiful. Facts, facts. I, I do want to chime in and say, uh, as a black man, I love this record celebration of strength, beauty, and boldness of the black woman. You know I mean, this record was beautifully necessary. And the fact that it comes from another black woman giving flowers to her sisters in the struggle, reminding them that they are of value, that they are virtuous, and that they are royalty is phenomenal. And we need more records like this, please. Preferably featuring Jackie Hill Perry. I'm just saying. <laughs> Next track is called Grown Woman, and Grown Woman has a real mysterious vibe in its production that's pretty subtle, but it's accompanied by some really killer lines. And if you guys don't know it by now, AI the Anomaly can rap, right? She goes, woman, pack light and keep your faith right. God first, what we aim, it don't matter what the daylight, this dark gonna come, so prepare in the daylight. Man, that light, dark imagery, it's become a little bit of a, ooh, a little bit of a cliche in literature, in writing, but you know what? It's so well implemented here. I don't mind it at all. And AI's cadences are on point as she's walking through all these lines. Um, As a song, Grown Woman just does a really great job of uniting all the roles that AI has been spelling out for us throughout the whole album from uh, wife, sister, woman, artist, mother, all of the above. Then we got choices. And uh, so now that I said that in my last critique, uh, I feel like this is the first time that this instrumental sounds like a repeat. Um, It was bound to happen eventually here. Uh, she's singing the hook at the top, but it's a similar thing. It doesn't mean that the song isn't dope. I'm just like, yeah, eventually you're going to have something that sounds similar to something else. 
Uh, the choices are yours. So the first verse is a list of all these things that she's familiar with. I really like this rhyme scheme. It's just something else she's trying. Uh, she's had it tough financially, but Jehovah provided for her. Just really vulnerable in, in, in these lyrics again. And the hook's meaning then the second time that I hear it, it changes everything for me because I'm starting to ask, oh, what if like she's just talking about free will? What if and uh, what if she's just talking about like how she expects her children to be able to navigate life? And so it was like really deep for me. This is one that I'm gonna want to return to eventually. But the next record was Preach. And I want you to know, we're not done. Back to your regular schedule, scrunch face. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, meow, this is my air horn, because I got to hit it. Meow, 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 Don DeMarco. You know what I mean? This joint was tough. I mean, it was tough. She jumped on this Griselda-style record and went so hard, she made Benny the Butcher sound like Baby Bop. <laughs> this is my favorite record on the album by a mile. By a mile. Yo, she just exuding confidence and boldness. And she was just slapping folks with the word. She's like, here you go, Leviticus. Do the remedy. Just slap, you know what I'm saying? I need more of this, AI. I need more of this. I'm finna put my mask on. I'm finna slide up on the enemy camp with the blicky with the sticky. And I'm finna take back everything I stole. Like, brrr, you know what I mean? This is what this make me feel like. You know what I mean? I got a tuck. I got it. I got 66 in the chamber for you. This Luke 9. Yeah, man. It's a quote, Lecrae. You know what I mean? The drum was fire. It's crazy. Yeah, in my notes, I had that was that was the perfect track. That like every it had it everything. It's dope. Yeah, right, I'm I'm, I, I'm gonna chime in and say that when I heard that track, I think I just put it on like six times in a row. Like I got through it once, and I was like, "All right, let's, <laughs> let's just run it back." <laughs> like like let's just let's just I I got nothing. Like this this was insane. Uh, I have a ski yeah. mask, Sarah Chick. Yeah. Put the ski mask on, Sarah Chick. <laughs> I see you outside, son. We hitting up the devil camp right now. All right. And we uh, close out with OK, OK. And uh, what's crazy is um, this has similar textures to the intro track. And while the intro track, I felt like, was foreshadowing what we were getting ready to hear, this is a reflection of all we just heard. Um, like she's taken a step back. Like she's finished the product and she's taking a step back and just taking it all in. She's pulling out all the themes that were touched on throughout this work of art. It is like really beautiful how she wrapped it up. I love this. Perfect, perfect ending to the whole project. So that is AI the Anomaly's Souls Acrylic. Now she's going to join us for some games and to give us the 101 and give us some knowledge on everything that we just spoke about. So, all right, here's, here's that fade. Here's that famous pen game fade. Hey, what's up, everyone? So we are now here with AI, the anomaly for Pen Game 101, and she is joining us to hopefully absolutely wreck it on these games. Her new project, Souls Acrylic. We just spent a long time talking about it before getting to her. So now hopefully we get to learn a little bit more about it. AI, what's up? Welcome to Pen Game 101. Tell us what's going on. What's up? I am very thrilled and excited to be here. This is awesome. Um, uh, I'm, you know, coming off of many meetings 
on Zoom. So yeah, but it's good to be in this situation where it's not like all about like numbers and you know um, importance. Nah, this is important. I'm just joking. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm just excited to be here and, and to chop it up with you guys and you know talk about the new project, Souls Acrylic. You know, and and being able to get my art out in the way in which I would like to. So I'm excited. Yeah, and we're excited to have you too because, you know, this was a big meaty album to break down. Like we've been dealing with a lot of EPs and a couple of songs here and there the last couple episodes. So there's plenty of content for this. But before that, we're going to throw you right into the wolves. Uh-oh. We- ow, ow, ow. <laughs> All right. There, there's your cue. Oh, shout out to my wolf pack out there. <laughs> they got my back just in case it get too crazy. So, <laughs> so that first game is cut right. Take it from here. Go. A-O-A-I-D anomaly. Mm, we about to good. see. We about to see what's good. Hey, you have now entered into the, I don't know how many wolves there are in the lion's den, but you in the the, the den of the bar builder. This oh. is the bar. Build. Well then. Yeah, you know I'm saying what's gonna happen is that I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna mm-hmm. provide you with a word, and you have to build a bar around a word. It could be two bar, four bars. Mm. You know what I mean? You could spit a 16 if you feel like it. You know what I'm saying? Let's see, let's see. So are you up to the task? Let's to make go it last? For it. Let's go I, for it. We got we got beats or we just oh no, nah, it's it's rapping. Look, it's off the top like a wigan church. We about to get it. You know what I mean? Yo, right? So <laughs> Because you, you say you're an artiste, we're going we gonna to flip some artist words, all right? The first word, mm-hmm. Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Happy little tree. Mm-hmm. Hold on, hold on. Dip the brush in the cup, right? Dip mm-hmm. the brush in the cup. Mm-hmm. We painting it up. Mm-hmm. Let me straighten it up. Mm. Y'all be faking it up. Mm. I'll be caking it up. Baker bars. <laughs> we be baking it up. Mm. These is cookie bars. Time to shake it up. Mm. All right, let's get to Bob Ross. Um, I mess up. Dag, that's a hard toss. I'm trying to stay focused on the teacher, Bob Ross. Hey, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, I, like, I like you know the build up. You had to build the foundation. Yeah, to get- you know, it was like okay, okay. Next word, we gonna go Da Vinci. Da Vinci. Da Vinci. Da Vinci. Okay. Ah, Da Vinci. Da Vinci. Da Vinci. Hold on, give me give me a second. Let me prepare these bars. Let me souffle. Mm-hmm. Let me souffle the bars real Ms. quick. Cook, you got let me to get some lorries. Mm-hmm. Get some lorries real quick. Put it guy. in a pot. Mm, <laughs> Put it, it in a pot. Whip it up. All right, let me see. Not many could get me. The ink game is plenty. Drip drip is insane. Da Vinci. Artistic pieces on my wall. Get with me. No. <laughs> I'm DeMarco. DeMarco. That's what's up. Okay. 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 Yo, we're uh, we, we going to do two more. We're going to do Hobby Lobby. Ha- Ooh. Hobby Lobby. <laughs> first of all. <laughs> first of all. Yeah. 
Hobby Lobby. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Uh. You you might gotta tap into your inner Cameron Dipset. You know what yeah. I mean? Flow sicker. Uh, flow sicker. This ah, flow sicker. The picture. Go. Mm, okay. Flow sicker. The picture. I'm a goat. No. Flow sicker. I'm a go getter. Keep my bars sick. Can't cope with a. Mm. Many try, but they can't go with her. Mm. They just copy, copy. Mm. They ain't ready to put pieces together. Craft shop. I'll be on that Hobby Lobby. This in a package with a poppy poppy. Hey! Y'all say y'all got bars, but they sloppy, sloppy. I'll be spitting on the track. Choppy, chat. No, I can't. <laughs> Be in a Zoom meeting, it'd be choppy, choppy. Nah, you can be in a Zoom meeting. My kids come calling mommy, mommy. Oh, man, mommy, mommy. Be like, facts. Yo, right, right, right. Just keep going. What we got? Okay, so Sears Tower. Say it one more time. Sears Tower. Sears Tower doesn't exist, by the way. It's the Willis Tower now. It's a myth. Go oh, on, go on. Tower. Take, so take it back. This is a throwback. Okay, throw okay. Wanna throw you know, give me a different one? We're ice. Here we go, Crayola. Mmm. The game over. Mm. In my life, I display hover. Mm. And I ain't talking about Jay. Mm. I don't play. This ain't no construction paper scene. No Crayola. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh no, y'all. <laughs> all right, all right. One more. Yo, that's dope. That was good. Last one. Souls acrylic. Uh. Souls acrylic. Hmm. I'm trying not to like think of what I've said on my project. Right. I'm just trying to like see come up with something something different, fresh. Mm. You fresh market bars. I dig that. It's delivered. It's not, it's DiGiorno. It's not delivery. You got nope. it. No, you got it. And if you get the DiGiorno to me too late, I want another one. Give me another. the plate. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the plate. Chop it up. Ooh, that's great. No. <laughs> um, all right, let me see. Souls Acrylic. Souls Acrylic. My hope is in it. Expose the inner peace that I got. I hope you get it. I flow in with it. Ah! Ah! I flow in with it. Like again with it. Nope, forgot Sue. So again, Sue, chop with it. Who with it? My crew with it. That's my son, hubby, and daughter. They get it. It's Cook with it. Last name, Cook. I got the pot and pans with it. We dance with it. Get the bands with it. Fans, they be like, oh, she is. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. It's, I'm done. Yo, I lost it. You yeah. caught it. You caught Quit it. Quit playing with it. You was, oh, she got it back. I caught it back like, man, quit it. 
Mm. I got mad digits. Mm. Yeah, that's what we done right there. Ah, man. She, she fumbled, she caught it, and she ran yeah. Yeah. the goal line. Yeah, I mean, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's why you know that you are the anomaly because we can't figure out when you're going to start, when you're going to stop. You just don't know. You just never know. You just never know. I forever go. I forever flow. Jesus, hip-hop, and comments. We forever those. You got clever clothes. Picasso on my shirt. You see it? Never though, could you ever wear it, yo? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and his lovers like Walmart, they never close. But never like, close. Your life, he got his hand in it. Nah, let me start. <laughs> I think we have a new, of our, our ranking of uh, people who freestyle on the show, I think we have a new number one. Yes. Yeah, this is definitely our best. <laughs> already say that was the best freestyle. Yeah, number one. Said. Well, she she with GLM, you know what I'm saying? She got to be yes. the, you know what I mean? You got to be on there. You can't be no no regular segular over there. You got to regular have the regular segular. Yeah, me. Uh, regular degular. No, whoa, whoa. <laughs> cut Reg- you in the jugular. She's just gonna make sure that every Flo secular. She's gonna keep rhyming every answer. So what was the process of Souls Acrylic? Well, Souls Acrylic, and then she, she's just gonna keep going right. the whole time. <laughs> right. Souls Acrylic bars of Dillick. All right, uh, uh, uh-oh, quit right, fooling around. <laughs> this, is, this is, we're having fun now. Dang, all right, that was an artist at work. We got uh, some art questions for you, AI, in addition yeah, to three questions, because we know you love you some photography too. So here we go. Question one, who painted the screen? Who painted the screen? Green. Van Gogh. It's actually Edward. Oh, no, 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 shh, 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 shh. Wait, wait, wait. Um... Dang it. Ah, shoot. Don't tell me. Don't tell me because I'm going to be mad. Wait. That's not, that's not Van Gogh. That's, um... Ah, dang it. It's like on the tip of my tongue. Don't give, tell give me. Give her initials. Don't, her, you want initials? I don't even want initials. Just tell me the next one is going to come to me. The next question? Yeah, no. I just skip that question and it's, it'll come to me. Back around. Second question, what's the term for a painting executed entirely in shades of gray? Monochrome? <laughs> no. It's a uh, grisel? Grisel. Grayscale. That's basically what it is. Right. All right. Uh, question three, vermilion is a shade of what color? Yeah, y'all asking me questions. I don't know. That's the point. We're trying to stump you. We're trying to stump you. I pulled out some harder ones that he put in there, too. I was like, no one's going to know this. Mm -mm. I definitely don't know. Educate us. (laughs) It's it's a shade of red, apparently. I had no... Say the word again, because I like stuff like this. Say it. Vermilion. Vermilion. I bet you you're going to hear that in some of my bars one day. Vermilion. (laughs) Jesus. Drip with the vermilion. It was vermilion. Soul Y'all trying to reach to a million. I just want that Jesus blood. Vermilion. No, I'm kidding. Restarting build a bar. That's it. It's just coming right back. All right. Uh, question four. Any color plus white is a... Dope color. Solid. That's a solid. <laughs> oh, any color plus, plus white is a lighter version of the original color. <laughs> Except that one. It's, a, it's supposed... It's a tint. Yeah, okay. Okay. Y'all, y'all asking me real, like, painter's questions. 
that I really do not know because I'm a painter of bars. That's it. Okay, so we'll we'll uh, switch off to photography for a little bit. We'll see how we do here. Uh-oh, I better do good in this one because this is my area of expertise. Perfect. Per okay, so question five. What are seven technical compositions of photography? Um, seven technical compositions or seven elements of photography? Are they talking about elements. like... Elements works. Elements right, right. So, so you're talking like um, shape, form, texture, pattern. Pers well, perspective is more of a principle of a design. So, you, so line, um, light. Did I say shape? Did yeah. I say space? Yes. Okay. So that's you basically said space. It. You said space, form, shape, color, line. You got two more. Oh, I shape, think, I shape. I think she's good with that, though. Yeah. yeah, I'll say them again. Shape, space, color, line, pattern, perspective, and um, space, shape. Form, form is one. And then the design principle is perspective, which you could break down into three. The close-up, the, the um, midpoint, and um, you can go with bird's eye view, or worm's eye view. I, I think we all just went to school. That's it. Yeah. We'll, we'll allow it. It's in. Perfect. All right. Dope. Question six. What are the three elements of photography? So Well, I gave me, those. No. So those, whatever we looked up was wrong. So the oh. three, three different ways, like the three most important um, things of creating your shot. Mm. Like okay. As far as the camera settings. Uh, as far as the camera settings, okay, so, hmm, I mean, you want to, there's this, the answer could kind of be subjective, uh, but if you're dealing with lighting, you, you want to be sure of your ISO, you want to be sure of your aperture level, um, your, um, your shutter speed as well, and you want to make sure you're in focus and you have your subject in the frame. Those yeah, are, you know, yeah, you got it. Yeah, okay. cool. Perfect. Question seven. Let's let's keep it going. What is the definition of mes en scene? Mes en scene? Dang, yo. It, it's it's not coming to me. It's not coming to me, unfortunately. Okay, so we here is the arrangement of the scenery, props, etc. on the stage of a theatrical production. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right. that's right. We got one more question. Then if you want to come back around to the screen, I'll give you the time to do it. Munch, right? Ooh. Yeah, it was Edward, Edward Munch, Munch or Ed, his name is actually Edward, Edward oh. Munch. Yeah. Munch. Perfect. All right. Last question then. Who were the Lumiere brothers? Um, Lumiere brothers. Is this a photography question? Yes. Or? It, it's, it's a camera film. Because aren't the question. Lumiere brothers the ones that did Matrix or... No. No, those are the Wachowski. No. Yeah, yeah. Now they're the Wachowski sisters. Cuts mm. dying over there at that response. I don't know. They sound familiar, but I'm not sure. Okay, so the Lumiere brothers were French. I didn't know this either. I have no idea. Justin took notes on this one. Frank Lloyd? No. They were French inventors and manufacturers of photographic equipment who devised mm. the ocean picture camera and projector called the cinematograph. Is that pronounced Cinema that? Cin cinematography. Cinemat or cinematographer? Cinematogra cinematograph. 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 It's not cinematography, it's cinematograph. It's a graph? Whatever. <laughs> but the, the Lumiere brothers, um, I, I think their early film, 
some of the first like films ever created. I think one of them, the famous one, is is like a train. It's just like yes. coming towards the screen. Yes. I remember that from film class. Yeah. And the okay. people actually got scared because they'd never mm-hmm. seen moving pictures before. They thought it, they thought they were going to get hit by a train like crazies. But okay. could you imagine? Could you imagine like seeing that for the first time? Like I think I would have been like, oh shoot, it's a train coming through the screen. I don't know what's going on. Witchcraft. <laughs> All right, Luke. So take us home for the for the final game. All right, final game. Final game is called Run It Back. And so what I'm going to do, I'm just going to, I'm not the greatest rapper, so I'm just going to say, I'm going to start off some old rhymes of yours, and we'll see if you can pick up the rhyme from where I, le- I leave it off. See if you, if you let's remember. just go with a heart no, okay? But nah, come so let's on. try let's it. Let's try. Let's All right, come try. On. I don't think these were too, I don't think these were too difficult. Some of these I'm like digging in the crates for. These were just some of my favorites of you from early on. So mm-hmm. I, I think they're more known. Um, so I'm not going to tell you what song it is. I'm just going to start saying the line. So here we go. Go for Here's it. the first one. They say that I'm crazy. They say that I'm fading. They say that I think that I think that I'm crazy. Wait. They say that I'm crazy. They say that I'm faded. They say that I think that I think that I'm major. Yeah. That's, How does it that's keep it. going? That I'm major. Can you keep going? They say that I'm crazy. They say that I'm faded. They say that I think that, that I think that I'm major. I don't something. I don't, I don't need don't. to think I know. Child of God, I'm, I'm focused. Yeah. Child of God, Bible and I'm focused. And I'm Bible cocked, and I'm loaded. Something, something. Ah. <laughs> uh, All right. That was I know crazy. it, though. It's called a, I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yo, Look, that's, that's. See, you did crazy. better than you thought you would. You had yeah. it. I did terrible. Go fooling around. All right. <laughs> All right. Song two. Uh, I've got questions, though they'll never be answered. I've been restless, wondering what if you love me enough? What if you love me enough to give up the dust? Yep. You got the next line. Why, why you got to bring up a sad song, bro? I know. I know. It hit me in my heart like that. You know what's crazy? I have my sister just sent me these earrings. And it's a picture of my biological mother. Oh wow! I just opened these joints up. This song oh, is about wow. mom, uh, about her. So, right. um, what's the joint? Give me those that line again. Uh, I've been restless, wondering if you love me enough I've been to restless, give up the lust. Wondering, give up the lust, the lines, the dust, chopping at something. Crust. Uh, yeah, it's just it's hard Rock, to check. Rumbling, rumbling fumes. Smoking that pipe off pipe in that room. Room. Yeah. yeah, smoking that pipe off in that room. Yeah, yo, that's, that's a somber song, bro. Yeah, but that was like that was like the first time I heard you, and I was like, oh man, this is deep. This is yeah, emotional. this is good. Yep. So, it is, yeah. it is. It's been a long time since I actually listened to that song. Right, it's a good one. It's a yeah, good yeah. one. Yeah. So anyway, this is me going like nostalgia, like looking back on your your. Song, I appreciate so. it. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Last one. I am your pain. I am your pleasure. I am your weight. Uh, oubliette <laughs> yes yo this is a difficult song yo it's crazy it's a very difficult song it's mad lyrical mad words um i i kind of want to cheat and find my my uh lyrics and just read them <laughs> i'm gonna be real with you because but um give me the line again i'm your pain i'm your pleasure, pleasure. i'm your weight i am your weight um I am your failures. Um, yeah, I'm a cheat. I'm looking it up. 
Yeah, so I could lose the point, whatever. I'm your pain. I am your pleasure. I am your weight. I am your failures. I am your flaws. I'm your fate. If a weight is found, I'll take it down and grip it till I rip it out. Stuck in this chamber chain and you cannot escape. I am your fallen efforts, your broken treasures. I am your friend. I am your enemy, your unanswered questions. I am what you chose to fill your voids. I am your noise, your distractions, your attractions. I am your choice. Woo! That, that song's crazy. It's <laughs> crazy. It's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That video cool. is crazy, too. Yep. Yep. And so, the, you know, just for context for people like, hey, what is she talking about? So it's the it's the devil speaking, you know, yeah, it's a conflict between me and the enemy, me and the inner me. <laughs> That's the true enemy. Back to the bars. <laughs> Let's get it, G. I think Flip that was it. her favorite game, guys. That's, that was her favorite one. <laughs> oh, now I got to answer questions. Let's just keep rapping. Um, all right, so you very successfully uh, ran through the game portion of Pen Game 101. Uh, you, you ain't got to give me that much credit, Justin. You took I didn't the do free, too good. You, you took the freestyle crown, though. Cool, I'll take that crown. That's, that's the top. You took the freestyle crown. Here's the final part of the show. This is the 101. The 101, you're going to take us to school. We're going to mm. throw some questions at you, and you are going to teach us. But you've already kind of been doing this the whole time. So now... Now it's just more pointed questions at things you know about because it's yourself and right. your album and whatever. Dope. So we're going to start it off uh, with Luke. So Luke, you got the first question, man. Oh, man. No pressure, huh? All right. All right. By the way, AI, I talked with you on the phone last year about uh, your song, Don't, uh, Don't Fail Me. Um, and so, yeah, just for context, yes. like we've talked before. So we talked about being, you know, being parents and... Uh, I think we both had our 10 year anniversary of being married yes, last year. Like yes. So anyway, a lot of my questions uh, today have to do with that, but I'm just going to start off kind of easy. And then, yeah, anyway, I just wanted to Dope. give you some context. My Sweet. Bad. Appreciate Sorry, it. All right. So uh, first off, this album is conceived so incredibly well from creative direction, stance to the cohesiveness and a handoff between themes, between the songs, the allusions to painting and the metaphor for the journey of life and how you're giving away your art to the world. Everything is just so beautiful. How did you construct this, though? Um, can you talk a little bit about your creative process and what that looked like? Well, typically, I just live, you know, I just live life. And because uh, I got a passion for music, I, I see life musically. So I translate what I, what I live through um, with my pen, and I, and I capture it through a camera as well. Um, a, and I, I, I've, I say this a lot. So, you know, everybody that heard me say it, it's just, here we go again. But like, I really look at it. I look at uh, music, like the track, I take this thing serious. Um, music in itself as, as like my words and the way that I use my tone and the context and all of those things, those are instruments that are added to that beat uh, in order to, in order to gel, gel well with the beat. I have to take time with it. And, um, I take my time with it, vibe with it, you know. Um, I'll be on these bars sipping, fine linen. No, I'm kidding. Um, that rhymed too, actually. Uh, so I, I call it dating the beat. So I take my time. I really do. Like, I wasn't playing when I when I said that and preach. I do take my time with it. I want to listen to the beat and the sounds. So my process, you know, and I don't do that for every single song, you know, sitting there like, okay, what is this? 
what is this beat telling me? Nah, you know, it's just a it's just a vibe. I feel it. Sometimes it comes quicker. Sometimes it doesn't. But for t- for this particular one, just to get the stab at the question um, uh, that you're asking, I I just I I was living life and 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 I I was reflecting to life and responding um, to art with art through music, and I wanted to display my love for jazz and soul. Um, I wanted to display my love for hip hop and I wanted to display my love for poetry. And I felt like I found a space that each of those can live in safely and jail with the best, po- the best way possible while telling a message of God is my hope. And um, these things are just normal things that I go through and I want to share with you and family and entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. I mixed all of that in there. Um, uh, for the people, really for me, to get through first, and then for those who want, you know, dig, dig my style, like, yo, the door is here, knock on it, open it up, welcome to Souls Acrylic, you know? Cool. That was dope, that was dope, you know what I'm saying? So, follow-up question would be, yo, it's January, Mm -hmm. and you drop an album of the year contender out the gate. <laughs> out the gate, girl, out the gate. That's what's up. Giving us an art exhibit on wax. Ooh. How I feel to finally have this joint out? Man, it it feels like, like, man, yo, I remember the feeling I had when I, when I did my first actual gallery exhibit in the very place in which I learned about photography back when I was 15. Um, and so I think it was two, 2018 is when I had the gallery exhibit. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I walked in and I saw people looking at the work. And um, one of my things to, one of the things that I'm, I'm very um, specific about is creating art and creating pieces that are going to get a diverse group of people together and have them talk and converse and rub shoulders against each other, you know, and just kind of like share stories. And when I stepped into the gallery and I saw people looking at my work and talking about it and watching the videos and looking at the, the prints and looking at the poetry on the wall, I just, I was just filled with like, I was just in awe. Like this is really happening in the very place in which I learned about this. Here it is. I was able to display this, these pieces, you know, on this wall. So it, it it's that same kind of feeling, you know, the CD becomes this, this gallery space and your ears are, are able to journey through these exhibits or these pieces of art that come together. And then you get to talk about it. You know, you get to talk about what you love about it. You get to talk about what you don't love to talk about the things that you don't understand. You get to discuss, like, why did she do this and why didn't she do that? Like, it's art. And that's the beauty of art, you know. Um, you know, it's just that process. So that's that's that feeling. And, and, and it's, it's, you know, bringing it more real for you. It's those goosebumps, you know, the goosebumps you feel. It's the, it's the, uh, the deep breath, the fast you know, pump of your heart, like, yo, I just created something. And it took a lot of blood, sweat and tears and frustrations and 
you know, aggravation and beauty and pain. And here it is. It's a birth, yo. It's a birth. I got real poetic. My bad. Nah, it's, it's cool. It's beautiful. It's bouncing. It's beautiful. <laughs> All 10 eyes and toes. It's going to be president one day. <laughs> birth, what you did. I don't want to be president. Man, it's great. It's great, though. <laughs> So, so you talk about uh, how you how you date the beat, how you um, you know that you can tap into these emotions um, in in different ways than most people. What is that like, and how do you choose how how do you choose how to craft all that you are able to craft? I, I'm trying to like I have notes here, but like as yeah. you're talking, I'm like, man, you're so artistic in how you deliver these mm -hmm. lines and and your performances. Um, you're, you can throw out melodies, you got laid back flows, you got just these like hushed vocals thing, like a Kendrick thing going, and you got some like really gritty stuff where you're just clenching your teeth and just going. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you choose in the, in the moment, like what is, what this song is calling for at any given time? And how can you, where, what is your bag like that you can just choose what to, what to pull out at whatever time? How did you get to this spot you are today so you can be an artist who's like this? One, um, first and foremost, I, I stay true to my roots. Um, I, I went to a performing arts school and I studied music, like, you know, just really was into music, you know, at a young age. I actually, I actually discovered, um, a couple years ago when I went on that journey to discover like my biological family, uh, it was in my twenties. And, um, I, I discovered that my grandfather, uh, was a drummer and a professor, and he had his he had a band called um, um, the Fourth. I forgot the name of the band. That's sad. Fourth World or something like that. And he had like Dee Dee Bridgewater and some other different people, and listening to that. And then like, what an epiphany! What a moment when I discovered that everything just made sense. I listened to that record or the records, right? And I'm like, this is where this comes from. Like how beautiful it would have been to be a young kid knowing that my grandfather was this amazing artist who who was a, was a dope drummer. And then I started to discover like many people knew him in my city and um, Rochester and different spaces. So it started making sense to me, but um, uh, let me stick to with your question. Like, how do I come to the point of coming, dipping in, in and out of these styles? Like it's really dating the beat in order to develop certain styles and sounds and like, okay, I'm going to do this. I have to understand the instruments and, and the vibe and what it's giving me in order to do that. I have to study it. And I don't want to say this as if like, I'm really like taking five years, like, okay, they're, they're, whoa, that's a string. Okay. All right. And that, you know, like, it's not necessarily that I think over time I be, I began to develop this understanding when it comes to music. And it's like this type of beat calls for this, but I'm going to fight that and see if I can get something different if I do this, and then play with it. The other thing I feel like, um, and, and I hope to God that this never leaves me, is that I don't subscribe to the sound that is popular now. I don't subscribe to it. it hey, it, it, people want to, that's cool. But for me, I don't subscribe to the sound. It's, it might be dope. It's like, cool, I'm aware. But... I, I, I don't do that, and I try to stay in my bag. 
Right. I'll, I'll listen and I'll hear like, okay, that's dope. And if I do want to try that, I'm going to try it, but I'm going to flip it upside down and give it an AI vibe. Like right. the sound is not going to control me. I, as the artist, will manipulate the sound. And make it make it who I am and what I want. So that's basically, and, and as you listen to the project from one song to the next, it's just gonna be different. That's just what I. That's just it is just is what it is. Every beat is a canvas, and I'm gonna paint however that canvas is going to kind of sway and move me. I'm moving with it. So that's kind of the the way in which I, I my that's my approach really. That's amazing. Yeah. Thanks. No Thanks. doubt. Okay, okay, okay. Listen, all right. So on this project, mm-hmm. on this project, on this project. Uh oh, some more bars. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, on this project, you display your love for art in various forms and mediums, which mm-hmm. help you get uh, an outlet to grow and find your voice over time, despite your surroundings and your experience. Mm-hmm. And you're also an art curator in your secret identity, like Wonder Woman, which fits you. <laughs> Because you're a lyrical wonder in the booth. You know what I mean? Uh, I appreciate so, it. What was it that first attracted you to the arts? Oof. So, you know my story. If you know my story, you know I come from a mother who abused drugs. She died. I was three years old. Beautiful woman. I just had some voids, you know, some voids in her life. And um, the first initial thing was that um, we had to go to counseling. So my mom passed away. I was three, got older. Um, my foster mother actually adopted us when, when I turned seven. She kept me and my sister and brother together. Um, God bless her. She's 88 today, still moving and shaking, run a church pantry, killing it, doing some dope things. I spend every Monday with her. Um, she uh, kept us involved. Uh, she We went to counseling, and the counselor uh, noticed that it was I had a difficult time expressing myself. We were diagnosed as emotionally handicapped, so it was just tough for us. Like literally diagnosed, like it was a diagnosis that because of what we went through, we would have issues emotionally throughout our life. Um, but this counselor gave me a pen and a paper and told me to write how I felt. I drew pictures, wrote stories, um, and so the writing um, is what I fell in love with first, and then hip hop. I was introduced to hip hop and I was like, oh, shoot, this is dope. I couldn't listen to the radio, so I had to sneak that in because my mom was a avid, Kojic churchgoer. Um, thank God for that. Sure. Thank God for that because that's how, what led me to Christ. But um, we couldn't listen to the radio, so I had to sneak it. I, I um, You know how you used to record music? On a tape, tape. Yeah, that's what I used to do. That's now I'm that I'm that years old. So hey, I'm we telling did, my age. It is what it is. But um, yeah. So I used to do that. Listen to music. As a matter of fact, I would write down all the lyrics. So Jay Z, Nas, Biggie, um, Missy, um, Eminem, um, Pac. Even though I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily a Pac fan. I loved his style. And what he was about at a certain point, but um, I was more of a Biggie fan. It is what it is. Sorry, uh, actually, I'm not sorry. That's that's my opinion. Um, so I would write their lyrics down, out word for word. I would write their lyrics down and memorize them, and and just rap them, and then I would try to fit um, my own words in there. And then also my brother rapped, and he had this notebook. This is something I've never told. 
Um, my brother rapped. He had a notebook. I stole his notebook and I memorized all his raps. And I would go to school and rap them and say it was mine. <laughs> It was fun. But yeah, that's where that's where the love um kind of for hip hop came from. But I went to, you know, school and learned about musicality and, and stuff like that and just embraced sounds, you know, jazz, Ella Fitzgerald and Frank Frank's um Frank Sinatra, Fats Domino, Duke Ellington, uh just different, you know, amazing artists who had their own styles and, and just um, embrace their own styles and weren't afraid to be authentically themselves, you know? So I think I, I, you know, there, they were anomalies, you know? So mm. fact, fact. I don't even know if I answered your question. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. You said you was in there like swimwear. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So checking out the, the thing, the follow-up question that I would have is in your opinion, how important is it to keep the arts alive in our schools, especially in the inner city, oh, lower class communities? You know what I'm saying? That, I start talking about music. You were talking about arts, but yeah. Um, music is a part of the arts, though. It, it is. It is. It is. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's imperative. It's imperative, especially for a kid like me who was told that I would be a failure to thrive. Now I'm about to go in right here. Hey, y'all hey, just be, y'all, hey, it is what it is. But it's imperative, especially for young people that was like me who had this background and feeling as though I wasn't gonna be able to achieve anything. I kept getting in trouble. I tried to do better. I just had this thing in me that, that rebellious, like, fire that just wanted to go against the grain since I was a kid, you know, and, and a lot of fights and things like that. And so when I be, when I was introduced to the arts, I was introduced to a space in which it became my safe haven. It became my place in which you can't label this. You can't, I get to push the button and take the picture. I get to show you what I want to show you. I get to write the words. You don't write my words. You know, I get to paint the portrait. This is not your canvas. You know, so it's imperative that the arts continuously be present within education because if it wasn't for it, like, I'm not sure where I would be. You know, the arts really molded me. It, it helped me be a creative problem solver. Um, I, I run a business that's based off of the arts. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I learned this stuff when I was a kid and I held on to it. And now when I'm, I'm an entrepreneur making money, good money, might I add, through the arts. And not even just music, but just like through my business, I'm able to create pictures and, um, you know, work with different people and, and just and, and make a living off of the arts. You know, I, I'm, the, I'm the data, I like to say, of arts and education in schools. You know, I'm, I'm the numbers. You know, the stereotypes that were set before me, people said that, you know, I would be a failure to thrive. I'm, you're going to end up just like your mom. You're going to end up just like your dad. All of these things. But they didn't know, first of all, what kind of hold God would have on my life if I chose to seek him. And so my thing is faith and faith in arts for me, like I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for faith and arts, you know, um, I, I, yeah, 
arts and education is imperative. I work with a lot of youth and detention centers and schools all over, all, all in um, Buffalo and the surrounding area. And you, there's kids, sorry to go on and on, but there's kids who cannot write an essay for, for an assignment, but put me in a room with them. They'll write an essay and it's going to be dope. They'll write some poetry. They'll express themselves because I have this language that, that I, yo, I understand and let's do this, you know, um, yeah, man, it's imperative. It's imperative. It's the skills that you learn through arts and education are life skills. Can't sleep on it. Cannot sleep on it. Yeah, I really appreciate everything you've said, both with cut and with loose questions. Um, you talked about the idea of sort of taking what's mainstream and flipping it and making it your own with both of them. Mm -hmm. um, and I think one of the sort of themes that comes up on the album that uh, is sort of a flip of the way we see things in the mainstream, uh, there are several tracks that challenge the traditional view of women's empowerment and offer a gospel-centered alternative. So talk us through some ideas of what effective empowerment amplification of women's voices looks like in our space. Absolutely. So, uh, I mean, it, there's a lot of ways to go about tackling this particular question, you know. Um, I, I think it's a matter of showcasing what womanhood is, but I truly believe that that is a sub, that's, can be subjective, right? It depends on your experiences and how you grew up and things like that. So my take on womanhood and what it means to be a woman um, is going to be a lot different from other people, which, which is why we love diversity, right? Diversity of thought and diversity of minds, which I think is kind of being faded away a little bit. Seems like everybody wants to have the same kind of view. And if you don't think like this, then you are, you're not accepted or you get canceled or whatever the case is. Yo, so understanding that I came from a household where my mother was in her 50s when she adopted us and pulled us in, you know, um, she was uh, an avid churchgoer, Kojic, so, you know, wearing skirts all day, every day, stuff like that. I mean, I didn't wear skirts every day, but for church, always dresses, um, always modesty, 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 you know, had a slip on, you know, um, put your, put your legs together, you know, make sure, you know, you're not sitting like a, a guy, you know, um, uh, and just carry yourself in a certain way in which it's respectful. So that's where I'm coming from now. Of course, you know, there's views that, you know, what, why does that mean that that's a woman? If, you know, if I want to sit like a certain way or whatever, I should be able to do that. Hey, it's actually, facts you can really do whatever you want to remember we do have freedom of choice we have free will but as for me like there's a like looking back on the way that my mother raised us especially my sister me and my sister um and how we handle ourselves as women to be respected to be go-getters um to to you know be carry ourselves gently but also firm um, looking people in the eye and, and just, you know, just straight up, just be respectful. You know, um, I appreciate it. And, and, and I hold on to that. Then we also have examples in the Bible of women who were respected. Um, you know, you have your Esther, you have your Ruth, you have some really like substantial women who carried themselves in a certain way. They were they perfect. No, um, 
but they they were they showcased the beauty that was um, loud enough to be spoken about in the Bible, right? And then you have like Proverbs 31 woman, which everybody say that yeah, most women, and then a lot of men say that they want a woman like that, or uh, most women want to subscribe or, or ascribe to become. Um, when I really like look at Proverbs 31 woman, I think people may get it a little twisted. Like, you know, I want a woman who's going to be, you know, submissive and just, you know, do this and, you know, stay at home and take care. I don't know who's people are saying those, I'm, those things, but not, you know, I'm not saying you guys are, but uh, when I look at those script with, at, when I look at the scriptures in there, I see a woman who's a go-getter. I really read that joy. She not, she not sitting around twiddling her thumb. She's really going out and getting it and she's getting it for her, for the sake of her family. And, um, it's, it talks about how her husband and I'm paraphrasing. These are not the exact words from the scripture, but her husband adores her and like got her back and she brings honor to her family. You know, she's, um, doing, I believe she's sewing and, and then buying land and like whatever her hands are finding to do, she's doing it unto the Lord, and, and, like, I think that's, that's womanhood, you know, that's what we should be showcasing, we should lean on the Bible, like, I have my experiences, right, my experiences might not be like everyone else's, and, and I've, I've taken that in, and, and, and lived it out in the way I live it out, but leaning on what the Bible says about women, which, you know, some some people might have issues with in certain spaces, but um, that's the way that I look at it. Yo, I'm, especially in a space like when it comes to support from men, um, I, I, I feel like I've been supported really well by guys within this genre, but I know that at times there's women who don't feel that. Um, the way that I look at it is like you, we're your sisters, in Christ, carry us gently in that way. You know, there's talks about how men are, you know, saying or doing certain things in DMs. And some women be doing the same thing. But um, in the CHH space, I think there's a, there's a certain level of respect that we as women um, need to receive and give vice versa, men should do the same. We're your sisters first. And so with that mindset, I think that's how it, you know, that should flow. It's for if we're, st if we're still talking about womanhood. I know I gave a long drawn out answer, but yeah, that's, that's how I feel. And I could go on and on about that because it's very important to me. Um, and you know, especially within this space, but outside of, I got a daughter, you know, want to be an example. Thank you for that. Yeah. AI, my favorite aspect of this album is the way it embraces, unifies, and represents all the roles you play, from artist to mother to sister to wife, and the challenges that come with each of those. So what does the balance between all of that look like on a regular, and is there ever a concern that one or two of those roles uh, takes precedent and the others suffer as a result? Yo, all I, all I'm, all I can be is real. <sighs> At times it looks like a chaotic mess. Just real talk, and, and um, I speak as a woman because that's what I am. Uh, wife, mom, you know, y'all know what I'm talking about. It, it, it looks really chaotic, and 
you know, we walk around with smiles on our face, but we really just want to go to sleep. We really do. We don't want to cook anything and do laundry. We just want to go to sleep. And we don't want to be woken up by little people sometimes, you know. Um, but as far as the balance of it, I've learned to embrace a word um, more so like manage, managing it, you know, um, and always being on my toes, just making sure like when times, when there's times in which I feel that it's chaotic, taking a pause and like readjusting, like, okay, yo, it's like, I just had to do this as a matter of fact. Um, it's a lot going on right now where everybody's at home. Everybody's at home. My husband is upstairs. He's a, um, He's a teacher. He teaches fourth graders. My son is 13. He is in eighth grade. So my, my husband is in the kitchen working with his, ki with his kids virtually. My son is in his little office space, the little playroom. He's on his virtual space. My daughter's four and she's climbing on me while I'm trying to do my work. Um, I'm homeschooling her and I was like overloaded, yo overloaded i had i have contracts i have zoom meetings i have calls i need to make you know and and it as a wife and a mom sometimes you feel like you have to take take it all on and take it all in because you're kind of thinking about everything like well i can't send her upstairs because i don't want to interrupt them so I'll just take care of it here. But I had to readjust because that's chaotic because I can't get my work done. So I had to step back and say, okay, I'm going to have to make a, a sacrifice. I'm going to have to work at a different time. I'm going to have to shift. And then I have to communicate. So part of management is communicating with my husband to tell him, hey, look, I'm overwhelmed. And I feel like this. And he knows it. Sometimes I'll be like, yo, I'm a bit jealous that you get to focus in and teach your kids. You don't get no interruptions. He gets interruptions by um, my daughter as well. But it's like, you know, I, I have to be honest with my feelings. And I think sometimes we forget to do that because we, we just try to suck it up and do it. And, it could, and that's not good. But it's all about like managing, communicating. We were able to communicate and then create a schedule so that it can work. Now, I'm not saying that to be like, oh, we we killing it now. Nah, we, we, we working it out. We moving and shaking. Every day is another day. Uh, some days are really great. Some days are like, oh, shoot, we dropped the ball. But it's, it's a constant um, process and journey, yo. Um, you know, it's management. It's all, it's all about management, trying to manage you, you know. Oh, sorry. So you shared a lot of scars and family trauma on this project would take my hand being a record that highlights how that trauma has impacted you and your other siblings. Uh, were you ever wary of your family having feelings about you being so open with the details of them uh, and your parents in your songs? Yes, yes. I think that's one of the biggest fears that I had. Um, so um, one, one of my projects that I did it's, it's like my, it was like my second project, but I call it like my first official one, Severed Threads. Severed Threads was that project that allowed me to just be vulnerable and just go, go with it. Because what was happening in my life was I was, I was being affected by not dealing with 
my past and the emotions of that and and the issues and the hurt and the pain of it not having my mother and trying to figure out what that did to me as a grown-up you know um how that how that made me feel as a kid not focusing on mourning my mother never mourned my mother never sat and was like oh you know like my mom is gone what does that mean to me not until I got in my 20s and so I had to like really come to a place like yo it's imperative for my life and my growth to talk about this and for me I had to talk about it through the the only way that I felt like I knew how to and it's music and I Severed Threads is one of my favorite projects because of it. It wasn't a project to put out and be like, yo, y'all, I just dropped this project. You know what I mean? Go go stream it and listen to it. Severed Threads was an opportunity for me to journey and to travel into a space in which I'd never have gone into. And I could I couldn't be fearful about how my family would feel, which was difficult. It took a lot to, to, to do that project because I'm like, ah, if I say that, how, how are my cousins going to feel? <laughs> how are my sister going to feel? You know, how's my mom going to feel? My adoptive mother, that was a big thing. Like, how, will she feel like her work wasn't enough? She adopted us. She, she gave us all she could and, you and like my thoughts were, will will she feel like she did it in vain? Will she feel like like oh you felt like that all this time? Like all these things and thoughts go in your mind, and I think that that's what happens a lot with foster children, adoptive children, and children that grow grow up within the system. It's always that feeling of like oh man I I can't talk about how I really feel because I might hurt the feelings of these other people, and I I just personally feel like. That's detrimental. Like, yo, I was, I was, I was in a dark space, even with Christ. You know what I mean? Like, I was in a really, really painful space. And I was only able to get through because I had a relationship with God, but I was still hurt. And I'm telling you, going through the process of like, yo... This is what happened to me. This is how I felt. And I, I did the song um, Abandoned. I asked my mom questions. Because I'll never be able to ask her questions. She's gone. I have to deal with that. You know, I have to look in the mirror and know, like, yo, I look just like this woman. And, and I still feel hurt. Like, man, like, I wish she could be here to see her grandchildren. You know what I'm saying? So... All of that, you know, trying to cope with all of those things. I, I just really think that at the end of the day, you got to live. I have to live. This is my life. The things that happened to me happened. It's my story. And it's my story to tell. Now, there's ways in which you go about that. I did go to my adoptive mother and I shared songs with her and I explained things to her. And we... We had to go through the ups and downs of how she felt about certain stuff. And, you know, I felt like it was important to go to her and say, hey, look, like, 
I'm going through these things and I want to be better. And this is my way of being better. I just want you to support me. You know, can you support me? And she did. I went to my sister and I said the same thing. You know, you know, my brother is out, you know, and, and on a project, you'll you'll learn a little bit more as far as the grab my hand track. Pray for my brother, you know, um, but I had to explain to some people in my family like, yo, I just need your support. I know it's not going to feel good with me saying this and this and that. But I, I just need your support so I could be OK. And then I went through that process and I'm OK, but I'm still coping. You know, it's, it's still in pain sometimes, but I'm 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 okay. You know, sometimes I'm not okay. It's just you know, you, it's the way you go. It's life. But yeah, short answer: it's imperative. <laughs> it's it's imperative to talk about those things. With a picture being worth a thousand words, mm. are there specific pictures that you could have taken or could take for each of these songs to be a snapshot of your life? And also thinking of how you do like these art galleries with your pictures, could you possibly hold the visual gallery to be experienced with this music? Absolutely. I'm actually very thrilled that you asked that question because now I get to talk about something that's dope that nobody knows yet. Only yes. people people behind the scenes kind of know about. But um, if you go back to all the singles, you know, Facts, um, Relentless, um, preach, even, you know, don't fail me, not necessarily Isai, Isai happened some time ago, but Isai will be on this project, um, go back and look at the cover graphic, those are all my original photos, and I collaborated with an artist, his name is Steven, so, um, Feet for Thoughts, maybe some of you know, he's a graphic designer from the UK, he's dope, and I collaborated with him, and I wanted him to take my original photos and add a paint style to it, um, to showcase the um two elements and so yes yeah it could be a, a complete gallery also the other thing I'm, I'm so glad you asked this question um exclusive i had uh, one question to ask so i tried to make it a good one yeah, that's a super dope so um um i'm thinking on how to say this but i'm gonna just say how i say it uh this book i did a i made i, I made a book right? It's called Soul's Acrylic Journal. And in this book, actually, it's a journal. And um, in this journal, there's images, like, that's the facts cover. There's also poetry. Um, there's some other, uh, you know, original photos and things like that. So I did a poetry photography journal that, you know, I want to share with people like, yo, this is how I go. I write in, in this certain original photo on the front cover that expands to the back. But um, I, and for this particular project, I wanted to really give all of me. So I want to give you poetry. I want to give you photography. I want to give you bars. And then I want to give you an opportunity to take your own journey and write what you want to write you know, and um, go through the process. And then, then there's some other things that I want to do with that as well. Um, and, uh, you know, the exclusive shirt with a photo, you know, limited edition with one of the photos that I've taken. Um, you know, so I, yes, to short answer, yes, there could be a gallery. And I think that's kind of what I, what I've done. You know, there will be prints 
available for sale for those who want to purchase prints um, as time goes on. And, and one of the things that I have to continue to make sure that I speak about, because uh, as an artist, I get to do I get to do my art the way I want to do it. And I think that we as artists need to continue to keep the power of our art um, and to express ourselves in a, in a way in which we want to. Um, I get to take the proceeds from purchases and then pour it into youth right here in my city. I get to mentor young people, people who follow me on IG. You see the little mentorship things that I do. Um, I need to post more so y'all can see some amazing stuff that they're doing. Um, we, we, produce art like videos and um you know content and stuff like that i'm teaching them about photography film um developing um visual projects basically teaching a group of young creatives how to create how to respond to art with art and so you know got the patreon page you want to go support you can do that buy merch you know enjoy enjoy the music enjoy the merch enjoy the content help me Support me as I support the next generation of creatives. So that was AI, the anomaly of God over money. Just dropped her amazing project, Souls Acrylic. You should pick it up everywhere on streaming platforms, or you can actually buy a copy. She's got a book coming, which we just found out. There's potentially an art gallery that's just coming out. She slayed the freestyles. She did I'll, I'll take her humbleness. She did pretty good on the other questions. These were really hard questions. Um, but overall, this was super dope. This was very fun. Episode seven of the show. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, that's all I got to say. If you got anything left to say, you could say it. If not, we will, we will see you later. No, I just really appreciate the opportunity, Justin. I feel like we've been walking this journey for a while. You've always been so super supportive. Um, I shout Justin out because that's just facts uh, about I appreciate Elijah, Richard, and Luke. Um, I really appreciate you guys. I called you Richard. Yep, that's right. Yo, you saw all the things yep, like ah. Because yep, you, you gave us you gave us a terrible joke, so I gotta call you Richard. Ricard. But yo, um, real talk, man, I appreciate what y'all doing over at Rapzilla always been supportive shout out to chad he's been super supportive in this whole process of my music um career it's funny because he asked me did i want to uh did i want to do this as a career and i told him years ago i was like nah you know it's just, this is just i love music and then like a year later it was like oh i don't know what happened it just happened but, um, you know, I, like for real talk, I appreciate the um, platform that you guys have created for us artists. You know, a lot of times you get slack, but um, I just want to up you guys on what, you, what you're trying to do or what you're doing. So thank you. Um, my outro is pray, push, persevere. And in everything that you do, y'all make sure y'all go all in. All right. So that was AI the Anomaly. That was phenomenal. Um, I have to say, I think she's like a borderline genius, just the way that she was talking and, and putting these sentences together. We didn't even have time to get to everything we wanted to ask her. It was more than enough. Uh, like I said before, she killed it on everything. Uh, I didn't mention this before, but she was a Rabzilla freshman for 2020. So uh, that means we know that something big is coming. So this is her big. Souls Acrylic is her big 2021. She didn't waste any time. She came right out the gate 
So pick that up now, follow AI. Um, everything she does is art. She exudes art. It just comes, it, it sheds off of her, you know, whether it be photography, whether it be visuals, whether it be poetry and actual hip hop. And she gives that back to the community, her community of Buffalo, New York. So that's amazing. AI, shout out to you. Thank you. And for us, Justin, Luke, Elijah, and Cutright, this is the Pen Game 101 crew, episode seven, and we will see you all next time. Peace.